Let us begin in the name of the Father, and the Son, and the Holy Spirit. Amen. Amen. Our Father, who art in heaven, hallowed be thy name. Thy kingdom come, thy will be done on earth as it is in heaven. Give us this day our daily bread, and forgive us our trespasses, as we forgive those who trespass against us, and lead us not into temptation, but deliver us from evil. Amen. In the name of the Father, and the Son, and the Holy Spirit. Amen. Well, welcome to another edition of Seeds of Truth. This is your host, Joe Holcroft, coming to you from KKXX Studios, Chico Life Radio, 104.5 FM and AM 930. It is great to be with you another Wednesday evening, where we are set to talk about another movie. I do have Father Mike Ritter in studio with me, so... Uh, as they say in Italy, Father Mike, salutare. <laughs> <laughs> hey, what's up, Joe? It's good to be with you. So uh, this evening, as we hinted last week, Father Mike, we are going to talk about Calvary, which you spoke of as not your favorite movie because you don't have a favorite movie per se, but one of your favorite movies. And I really jumped on that because it is going to afford us the opportunity to talk about the priesthood. Now, I know some months ago, Father Mike, it might have been when you first joined me, you talked about your vocation story, your, right. your discernment. But uh, I think more than just your discernment, this evening we're going to we're going to be able to talk about the priesthood, and uh, we are because the movie Calvary is very much about a priest, a priest journey. Uh, we could say a priest's holy week, if yeah. you will. Yeah. As you can well imagine, you can hear in the title Calvary. So. Before we get into the movie, Father Mike, I just wanted to kind of open up our discussion this evening with what this movie depicts, and really, I would say what Pope Francis is encouraging, this kind of, uh, you used the word rugged last week, this kind of rugged priesthood, this kind of uh, dirty priesthood, this priesthood that, that smells the sheep, yeah. right? And I would argue that this kind of priesthood, although it be dirty, uh, is beautiful, Oh, yeah, and looking at, I mean, the, the pinnacle expression of Jesus' own priesthood as the kind of suffering servant, we, uh, as it Paul, who speaks of him being beat, beaten and marred and almost yes. beyond recognition, that, that Jesus' priesthood, even in himself, is something uh, very human. It's something touched by weakness. It's beaten and it's bruised. It's spit upon. Um, that, uh, that, that ruggedness or the, the messiness of shepherding, that, that idea has become popularized by Pope Francis, the smell of the sheep. But if you think about it, that is not a pleasant smell at all. Yeah. I mean, this is not a, uh, a a religiously cute image, but we're talking about uh, something that that really is a shepherding, whether of actual sheep or when we're talking about really stepping into the uh, the pain, the losses, the uh, the dysfunction of people's lives, the poverty, the poverty yeah. of it yeah. on any level. Yep, uh, we're talking about something very complicated. We're talking about. Um, a life of ministry is a life in which you stand inside of the ambiguities of people's lives. Um, Pope Francis, uh, he puts it another way. He speaks of ministry as a whole in the church as being a, a field hospital. Yeah. Again, th- this is not a uh, cute place to be. It's tending to the woundedness of man. Yeah, yeah. he speaks of, uh, the Pope, he says, I want a church that's willing to uh, debase itself. Mm. You know, That is to say, to get into the weeds with people. Yeah. Because uh, that's where uh, that's where a shepherd is needed. Maybe Jesus says it in the most um, famous sense that that story of the the lost sheep. You know that the shepherd he goes off wherever he has to go. You know to find the lost one. He leaves the security, the cleanliness, the organization of the flock to go after this lost one until he finds it. Which is to say, wherever that might be, whatever mm-hmm. it takes. We are, and we see that very clearly in this movie where this oh, priest yeah. is going wherever he has to go, however he has to get there, 
to reach out to what are really his very uh, sinister parishioners. Yeah, I mean, he, he's walking to them. He's, uh, he gets in a car to go to them. He even gets in a boat to go to them. He does whatever he has to do. And so in so many ways, and, and it's why we're talking about it, Father Mike does, this Father James is the priest played by Brendan Gleeson very much portrays the shepherd we are talking about. So, Father Mike, before we jump into the movie, your own priesthood, your experience of this rugged priesthood and what this whole discussion has meant for you. Yeah. Well, you know, one of the reasons why I like this movie is it really puts uh, Father James's humanity on full display as a part of his ministry, Mm. that... um, you know, you are as much a priest standing on the altar and and the nicest vestments you own as you are when you're taking a shower naked as the day you were born. Yeah, you know what I mean. Yeah. That priesthood really, uh, it's it's uh, it's the person that's ordained, and it's and it's mm. everything about you. And that involves mm. your weaknesses, it involves your uh, all of your ineptitude and all of that. And and one of the great struggles for me, you know, and I'm coming up on three years, is just embracing that mystery that. Um, God chooses a person because of their giftedness, but also because of their their lack of giftedness. Yeah. I was in the seminary some years ago, sitting in a pew, and I came across that text uh, from the letter to the Hebrews, which says, "Every high priest is appointed to offer two things: gifts and sacrifices." Mm. Um, you see this with uh, Father James in the movie that he's he's being sacrificed. Oh. You know, and the, the, the whole movie really is a holocaust. I mean, y- yeah, you could absol- say. absolutely, yeah. and um, that it's it's hard to in real life to see that as something. Um, I'm using the word cute. Yeah, um, well, and it's it, it's very fitting to use that word because that's I think what we've done to some of the language that Pope Francis uses. Yeah, yeah. you know, I'll never forget this. I was uh, when I was in the seminary, I had gotten uh, I went got bit by a mosquito and got meningitis or something like that, and I was in the hospital for several days. And the bishop at the time, uh, Bishop Wigan, had come in to see me, and I would have been maybe 20 years old. And I was like, I just want to get out of here. Like, you know, 20 is summertime. <laughs> yeah, it was my yeah, vacation. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> and uh, he was talking about, well, this is the cross, Mike. And I said, I have my crucifix on the wall here. <laughs> yeah. And I don't forget what he said to me, because he was a man who suffered a great deal, too. He says, sure. but, but that cross is beautiful and it's clean. Mm. But the real cl- cross is not like that. Um, you know, Bishop that, Soto said that to you. Uh, Bishop Wiegand. Bishop Wiegand. Yeah, Bishop mm. Wiegand. Wow. So you know, my my experience of priesthood, there, there's so many, uh, there's so much wonderful, beautiful stuff and, and wonderful moments. Uh, there's al- there's also uh, so much uh, that is is rugged about it. I, I um, you know, never have I been sh- shown so much respect and honor by people. Never have I been treated with such disregard and disrespect. I never mm. thought that it, with people you're trying to help. Yeah, you know, and that this movie uh, inspires me because you see just his. Uh, if there's a, a great virtue or something that he models as a priest, it's just stout-heartedness. Yeah, he keeps oh, yeah. showing grieving, rejected, hurting without any answers. The first scene opens up; he's in the confessional, yeah. and and I relate to him because his response to the the, the penitent is, "I don't know what to say to you." Um, that uh, a real priest can say that. Yeah. And and can embrace the fact that he's not there to uh, to give all of the answers or to even have them, as much as he's there to kind of faithfully do as best he can for the sheep. I, yeah. So I resonated with that. I you know, I know a little bit of the uh, the great joy and the beauty of ministry. I know something of what it is to have somebody you're trying to help cussing you out and hanging up on you and walking away from you and and you're there 
throwing your hands up the way you see him throw his hands up. Yeah, what I hear you saying there, Father Mike, is just uh, <laughs> how this movie has been a reminder for you that without God, uh, you are nothing. Without God, we are nothing. It's interesting, earlier you were talking about Bishop Weekend and this clean crucifix. I do believe that is a tragedy of what we have on our wall. We need to rediscover that the crucifixes on our walls ought to reflect uh, the messiness of the reality of what we're dealing with. And oh, by the way, once we step into that messiness, as we have been talking about, that is where a beauty lies, because that is where Christ lies. That is where Christ is. Uh, you step into the messiness. Father James steps into the messiness because Christ stepped into the messiness. I mean, if we are going to leave this evening with anything, uh, it is that. To me, this movie is, is so inspiring because uh, a priest left to his own devices is a very poor man. Mm. You know, Pope Francis says that, that uh, left to his own devices, a priest is the poorest of all men. Mm. But um, the movie really puts on display how the grace of God is at work in kind of this very human, stout-hearted struggle to just be true. I mean, the whole premise of the movie is that this priest is uh, struggling to try to be faithful to uh, his obligations. You know, yeah, and the, and the background to this, right, you talk about the confessional was uh, the penitent is this man who, who says to him, I'm going to kill you. Mm-hmm. Right? And, uh, in confession. Yeah, in, yes, in the confessional. So the, the whole movie is, uh, firstly, am I going to show up in a week on the beach yeah. to meet this guy who says he's going to kill me? Am I going to protect the uh, integrity of the sacramental seal and do nothing about what this threat that has been? Mm-hmm. You know, and then you see him just going about his days uh, trying to take care of these really crazy people mm-hmm. that, that really kind of, I think, represent in character form, some of the darkness and the unbelief and the the, uh, the animosity just of the world in general. Yeah, I, I was watching this movie thinking to myself, specific to the atheist who we met with, I mean, this guy would make Richard Dawkins and Christopher Hitchens blush, you know yeah, what I mean? Yeah, yeah. <laughs> it's something else. So it really is, um, for me, what I walk away from is just this wonderful image of uh, stout-heartedness, and it's the, it's the kind of like rugged faithfulness that we need to be a priest, or that we need to be married, that we need to deal with family, that you know, work that that um, where the rubber meets the road, holiness, uh, the smell of the sheep is always going to feel in the living, kind of like this sort of toughness. Mm-hmm, mm-hmm. And the movie, you know, drawing the perspective out and calling it Calvary is the great recognition of the the beauty and the grace that's inside of that experience. Yeah, amen to that. Now, Father James, uh, Father Mike, he um, lost his wife, so he has a daughter, a daughter by the name of Fiona, who uh, we are introduced to. And there's one particular conversation that we were talking about beforehand, and it was the one conversation that stood out to me, where he says to his daughter, uh, I think we have been spending too much time talking about sin and not enough time talking about virtue. Mm. And then his daughter asks, uh, something like, well, then, Dad, what is the greatest virtue? And his response is forgiveness. Yeah. Forgiveness. Mindful of, of his own Calvary experience that awaits him. And so this movie also puts a spotlight on forgiveness. And if we were to ask the question, what is forgiveness? We can define forgiveness many ways. I have talked about forgiveness a lot here on Seeds of Truth. Father Mike, when I came across this definition, I just loved it. This comes to us from... Uh, Kathleen Beckman's God's Healing Mercy. 
Forgiveness is a willingness to abandon one's right to resentment, negative judgment, and indifferent behavior towards one who unjustly injured us, while at the same time fostering the undeserved qualities of compassion, generosity, and even love towards him or her. Hmm. I love that definition because we have all been hurt, Father Mike. I mean, we have all been hurt. And we don't like to hear that word forgiveness because why? We feel like we lose our right towards, what did she talk about here? A bitterness, resentment, negative judgment, or even being indifferent towards the person yeah. that has, we think, hurt us yeah. you know, on some level. So we step into the shepherd's shoes, if you will, and come to understand that uh, if we are going to smell the sheep, as Christ did, that means we must forgive. Yeah, and you know, this movie is, I mean, obviously that's the, the point the movie ends with the priest's daughter going to jail to, mm. to, in a sense, forgive her father's murderer. I mean, so that certainly is the, the concluding kind of punctuation to that conversation, and, and certainly the point of the movie, Calvary, uh, was all about forgiveness. Uh, but but even as you, as you see this priest wrestling with that, forgiveness is also something so human. Mm-hmm. You know, you, you see him wrestling with it and yet uh, showing up. Um, I, I think yeah, he most, almost left, right? Yeah. He's about to board the plane. He just said, you know yeah. what? I don't have to endure this. Yeah. You know, and, and the, the word that I like the most in that definition is the idea that I have to surrender my right to be indifferent. And I think that that's where we tend to gravitate when we can't forgive is... Uh, enough distance allows me to kind of deny or let go of the fact that I'm hurt, and there's mm-hmm. not really much we can do about that mm-hmm. and except surrender my rights. Mm-hmm. Um, and, and you see him, uh, Father James, being tormented in every which way by his uh, parishioners, and yet you know, he keeps showing up. He has surrendered the right to be indifferent. He has surrendered the right to be indifferent, and I'm hearing the words of St. Augustine. He's entering into this struggle in grace. This struggle in grace. I, I was listening to Bishop Barron uh, recently, and he was talking about how, you know, when there is a division among those who you spend time with, understand that that is not from God. And you have to begin to surrender. You have to begin to struggle. You have to begin the process of reconciliation. And hey, it might take three weeks, three months, three years. Yeah. But if you're struggling, yeah. If you're struggling, then you're doing what God is calling you to do, taking one step, even if it is a baby step, closer to the process of being reunited with your brother and sister in Christ. Yeah, yeah. So important. So it's, it's funny, the, the movie there, there's kind of an interesting contrast between Father James, who's the pastor of this parish, and his young associate priest. Oh, which, who, I'm, which I'm sure <laughs> you enjoy. Yeah, and, of, I, and I, myself, reasons. <laughs> I myself am a young associate priest, but I don't put myself in his camp necessarily. <laughs> but he's kind of goofy, and he's, uh, I mean, very uptight, very concerned with what is proper. And, and here you have this kind of gruff yeah. pastor who's just out there in the weeds with his people. Uh, but you you see as the the movie goes on and their relationship with parishioners goes on and on that um, th- there's really a wisdom to how where Father James is coming from and in fact the younger one um, I think the pastor punches him yeah and then that was the end of the young associate priest he was he decided this wasn't for him uh, but again the uh, getting comfortable with the ambiguities that a, that uh, a shepherd's life is kind of in the middle of, 
and um, kind of the humanity involved and somehow how that, you know, if we believe in the incarnation, I'm not talking about sin here, but if we believe in the incarnation, then, then our following of Jesus, whether we're a priest or otherwise, is going to embrace our humanity. Mm-hmm. Amen. And, um, and it's going to plunge us into humanity. Uh, I remember, again, as a seminarian, uh, thinking of Bishop, I've got Bishop Wiegand on my mind this evening. I remember we were asking him, uh, in the school, like this young priest, you know, just t- give, give us to us straight, you know, what are we yeah. supposed to be doing? He says, what's the hardest thing about being a priest? And, and he said, well, the hardest thing is that people's lives are messy, you know, and I think for us, um, we, we just have a hard time with that. You know, yeah. I mean, as human beings, we have a hard time with the fact that um, it's not always so cut and dry and so straightforward. Yeah, and this is not to say that uh, you're not to keep your house clean, right? right? right. Or your house in order, it's not to say that, right. but we're talking about humanity. We're talking about brokenness. We're talking about a wound, and when a wound is not dealt with, it's going to get messy. It gets infected. Yeah, yeah. And the role of the church is to step into that place, not to step away. And I think a temptation is let's keep our uh, churches, our ministry, let's keep them pristine, and let's keep all of the uh, the unclean stuff away from us. But or, or Father Mike, to identify that you have a wound, but don't do anything about it. Oh, hey, look, you have an infection yeah. there, but then you turn... I ignore it. <laughs> yeah. yeah, I mean, if there's anything that Pope Francis has been saying is... We're actually a church that's identifying the wound, but we're not doing anything about it. Right. You know? And and our Holy Father wants us to get in there. Yeah. And I think that that's... Literally. Literally. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. And I think that this movie uh, shows that that's in such a wonderful way. In, in particular, I mean, the, this priest is murdered, uh, and certainly the name Calvary, I mean, represents, uh, in a certain sense, Jesus' own sacrifice, the innocent who gives his life for the guilty to redeem them. And we have that too. Uh, the very first scene, the, this penitent tells the priest, "I'm going to kill you because you're a good priest, because you've done nothing wrong." And there's a kind of sense of what good would it be for a guilty man simply to be punished, but rather, but an innocent man uh, to be put to death because of the sins of a guilty man. That whole kind of theology of substitution is there, and you see uh, Father James wrestling to kind of embrace that. He. At one point, he buys a gun. At one point, he is going to skip out of town. Mm-hmm. But in the end, he's on his knees on the beach, and, and the guy is pointing a gun at him and says, you know, make your peace with God, say your prayers. He says, oh, I have. Yeah, doesn't that scene harken back to what we talked about last week and how in sacred scripture we read of all of these great Old Testament figures, Abraham, Job, David, uh, they died at the end of their life full of years, which when you read that in context— it speaks more to a satisfaction of life, being reconciled with God. You see that on full display here. It's a beautiful yeah. scene. And you know what else is really wonderful? Uh, as Father James is making his way to the beach on that Sunday to, to his mm. death, he, he kind of reconciles with all of his kind of very agitated parishioners. And finally, the, the very wealthy man who is like peeing on artwork and just belligerent, uh, he finally asks for help. And I'm going to go meet somebody. Um, we're going to get things together for you. Yeah, one of the things that this movie put a spotlight on was the need to make sure that all of those relationships that you have been a part of are right, or that you are doing as much as you possibly can to make those relationships right. Of course, you talk about it, you know, there he is, he's walking towards the beach, he's walking towards his death, and he's passing through all of these situations and scenarios, and as he is... 
what's at the heart of all of them, even unto his last encounter? Reconciliation. The desire to be right with your brother or sister in Christ. And yeah, maybe in the end, we won't all be right with our brother or sister in Christ. But by the grace of God, go I, Father Mike, by the grace of God, go all of us that we are doing whatever it takes to offer all to God, right? We are a holy and acceptable offering unto God. Romans chapter 12 says, verses 1 to 3, in offering that is our spiritual worship. Oh yeah, so he is, uh, he is an oblation. Uh, and and he's a reconciler, and he's doing that uh, by way of mostly by way of showing up, you know, and just trying to be faithful. There's a, it's such an odd conversation, and I just share this because it fascinated me. I mean, it's it's powerful dialogue as as he's on the beach getting a gun pointed at him, you know, because this uh, murder had kind of been hounding him. They burned his church down, which of course yeah. was terrible. Sl- slit the throat of his dog. Yeah. Which then he knew what was. I mean, this was real. Right? Yeah, yeah. And but he asked him about it. You did you you didn't have to kill my dog. And the murderer yeah. goes, I would never do that to a dog. Yeah. I'm like, well, you're just about to murder a priest. Like, <laughs> yeah, I, yeah, yeah. The, the, something was off about that. Yeah. yeah. But it, it really, uh, it's such a powerful movie, and not only because of these deep theological themes, not only because of what it says about. Uh, priesthood, or, or or more generally ministry, or more generally than that, a faithfulness. Um, but it's powerful in the cinematography and the music and the landscape. Mm. I mean, it's it's just so well done. It, you know, it, and if somebody's going to watch this movie, one has to be aware of the fact that it's me- it's messy. You oh, know. Oh yeah. Oh yeah. And, it's it's uh, it's uh, at, in the language, it's a bit graphic for sure. Yeah. yeah. I mean. So so that's there, but but I think that that that's part of the point that that. Um, you know, that somehow the grace of God at work has to embrace those things. And it really gives you a very vivid, a dramatic uh, portrayal of what it is to be a shepherd who has the smell of the sheep. More importantly, uh, how that shepherd's life and ministry, how the mystery of his sacrifice is an image mm. uh, of the sacrifice of Christ who mm. was beaten and spat upon mm. and uh, did, did not back away, did not shy away from it. Father Mike, another thing that struck me was where Father James was killed, the beach. The beach where the land and water meet, to me, has always been symbolic of the passing over from what is human to what is divine. So when you apply that to this movie, certainly there's a resurrection theme playing out in this movie. And I thought maybe you could speak to that a little bit in relationship to your priesthood as you are in the messiness of your priesthood, ministering to uh, the flock, what that looks like for you in conjunction with this great theme of uh, the resurrection. Oh, yeah. I mean, and I've only been a priest for three years, almost. But um, no, you. I, I, I think that, um, I mean, I, I'm very often in awe of the, the grace of God at work, mm. you know, and, and that a priest is in a privileged position to... Um, you know, to, to be there at the right time to say things without knowing it, uh, to, to be a sacrament for people in a way that has a very, very uh, stunning transformational power. Mm. I mean, so I would say that, that that aspect of the priesthood continues to knock my socks off. Uh, you know, there are those occasional uh, very difficult encounters uh, because, because people are hurting. And um, figuring out how to, uh, to get close enough to that to touch it without being... Uh, kind of totally absorbed in it mm-hmm. is maybe something that one learns as you go along. So there's certainly difficult experiences, but I would say that uh, the the really remarkable experiences of God's grace at work transforming mm. people far outweighs 
um, any pain in the process. Yeah. And now I ask you that question, but certainly um, many of our listeners are not priests, and it, we should be mindful to the fact that uh, we are all priests by virtue of baptism. Oh, yeah. Right? Yeah. And so we all have this call to step into the woundedness of the other, to step into the infected wound of other, and to realize that we have to enter into these encounters, these conversations we have with one another, asking that question, you know, what is your pain? Well, more than the pain, I, I think that for me, and the movie doesn't say this, but Father James was a man who understood the promise as well. He understood the resurrection of the Lord, that that he could go down to this beach and it wouldn't be defeat. Yeah. That pain is, is not the ultimate word, that pain really can be taken up into this great uh, redemption. And I think that, that as we look at our brother or sister and ask what is his pain, we can't stop hearing that, uh, that promise of transformation. Mm-hmm. I will say this, um, I remember when I was discerning or in the process, uh, in the seminary, I went in a difficult moment to uh, visit with a, with a very well-known priest in Santa Monica. He's the pastor of St. Monica's in Santa Monica, where you have on the beach all the movie stars and what a massive, yeah, yeah. very wealthy parish. <laughs> yeah. And he was a very put-together guy. And uh, we went to lunch, and I remember asking him, Monsignor, this or that, and I'm having a hard time. And he says, good. He says, the priesthood is not for the faint-hearted. And whether it's the ministerial priesthood, the priesthood of the baptized, this business of being Christ in the world as a parent to your children, as a priest in your parish, uh, is messy. Mm-hmm. It's messy, mm-hmm. and it's, it's stout-hearted faithfulness. The stout-hearted faithfulness that allowed Jesus to go from Gethsemane to Calvary, mm-hmm. um, that, that keeps parents going uh, up at night worrying about their kids, mm-hmm. that, you know, that keeps spouses working at it. Mm-hmm. Um, the, the movie just really speaks to the holiness of that for mm-hmm. me. Uh, this business of following the Lord is not for the faint-hearted. Absolutely. You know, as you're talking there, Father Mike, I am made to think about how we might respond to what we are saying if it was a different context. We are using such words as messiness, dirtiness. It is not for the faint-hearted. Well, anything in life is not achieved without that gritting it through, huh? <laughs> if you don't have that grit, if you want to be a successful businessman, if you want to be a successful teacher, if you want to be a successful professional player, you have to get messy. You have to get dirty. You can't be a faint of heart, if you will. The same is true of the faith, and this is, in essence, what we are talking about. Father Mike, I'm looking up at the clock, and we are almost out of time. I was kind of hoping that you could speak to the other side of the priesthood. I know earlier you were talking about uh, the joys that come with the priesthood. Maybe a young man is listening to this program, and he's thinking about the priesthood, he's discerning the priesthood, and he's hearing about all this messiness, and he's not sure. But as we've been talking about, and as you've touched upon earlier, Father Mike, there is a joy in this, uh, certainly in the journey, as we've touched upon it, but also... Father Mike, you are a priest at the parish I belong to, and, and I see you intermingling with many families, uh, giving life to those who are around you. Can you speak to that at all? Priesthood is all about relationships and wonderful relationships. Yeah. These, this parish uh, in the movie, it's, these characters kind of represent the maladies of the world, and so they're particularly vicious relationships. Uh, thanks be to God, my parish isn't like that. In Most this, of the time. Yeah, yeah, yeah. <laughs> no. I mean, in the sense that it's incredible. Just uh, speak honestly, Father Mike. Come on. You know, no one's really listening. <laughs> right? I just want to clarify. Yeah. No, I mean, it's really wonderful the way people love you, yeah. you know, and that uh, we minister to one another in the body of Christ, that in a sense it's mutual. Yeah. 
Yeah. And so I will say that a theme comes out of the movie. It's relationship. This man knows and loves his people. Mm. Uh, these are messed up people in this movie because they're representing something bigger than themselves thematically. But I would say that the, you know the, the tremendous joy of, of my life is uh, that it is, as you say, such a deeply uh, relational life. I'll close with a thought. I might have shared this before. I remember uh, transitioning to priesthood. They gave me a book to read and said that a priest has to know that when he deals with people, he's reading living pages of the gospel, mm. and he must learn like to that. read them with reverence. Mm. And uh, that, that truly has been maybe mm. the greatest beauty and my, my deepest impression of priesthood. Mm. Amen. I think with that, we'll close with a word of prayer, huh? <laughs> Lord God, you surround us with living pages of the gospel with uh, brothers and sisters who continue to call us uh, to you. So we ask you uh, to pour out your blessings upon each of us as we strive to follow you. You who are the Father and the Son and the Holy Spirit. Amen. Amen. Thanks, Father. Thanks for listening to Seeds of Truth, heard every evening, Monday through Friday at 5.30 here on KKXX. If you'd like to hear this program or find out how you can help support Seeds of Truth, the website is joeholcraft.org.